Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is August 23rd, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. As always, I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So today I'm going to do a situation update report. As folks know, I had Dr. Scott Young on yesterday. We had a great conversation, and we started to talk a little bit about Maui and the latest developments. But I, I think at that point in the show, I made a comment that I wanted to do some more analysis and commentary for the audience, because there's just so much that is surfacing about this event. And I think that at this point now, about two weeks later, it's really starting to sink in how significant of an event this actually is, how significant it was. And I'm going to talk about that tonight in some detail. And certainly there's going to be more information to come. That doesn't mean that I have all the answers, but I'm going to lay out everything that I've heard so far. And hopefully help folks have a better understanding and grasp the significance of what just occurred and where we could be headed from here. So we do know a whole laundry list of information at this point, and certainly there are different narratives that are being thrown around in the alternative community. You've probably heard by now that there are some individuals out there who are pushing this narrative that the White Hats were responsible for this operation. And I'm not going to point fingers at anybody. My audience knows that's not my style. I respect the fact that there are different viewpoints out there and I respect people's right to express those viewpoints. However, I have to say unequivocally that I reject that narrative completely. Because when you look at the devastation that occurred in Lahaina, or Lahaina, excuse me, I keep mispronouncing that, folks. No, <laughs> pronunciations are not my strong suit. But what happened was so horrific, and I'm going to talk about it tonight, that there is no possible way that this could have been a white hat operation. I understand, as I pointed out during the interview with Dr. Scott, that Maui and really Hawaii in general is a major hub for trafficking. And I also understand that there are a whole bunch of underground tunnels. There are dumbs. The entire island of Kauai, that it's just a massive dumb underneath it, certainly Maui, same situation. However, so I mean, people will point to that and they'll say, well, there were these targets. So there's a legitimate possibility that the White Hats could have done this. But when you look at, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that's about as far as you can get with that. When you look at the devastation that occurred there and you ask yourself one simple question, well, first of all, I was going to say, if the White Hats exist, we all believe that they do. Obviously, you wouldn't be here if you didn't believe that. But if the White Hats exist, let's just put it that way. Would they ever carry out this type of an operation, no matter what the objectives were? Would they subject people to directed energy weapons to literally burning to death? And I'm going to talk about the horrific intel that I've heard about what occurred there. And you can make up your own mind. But you ask yourself that simple question. Would they have ever perpetrated a crime like this for whatever reason? The answer is no, because this is a battle between good and evil. As we know, this is a war between good and evil that is reaching a climactic moment. And what separates good from evil is that good draws a line, whereas evil sees everything in terms of the end, end result. The ends justify the means. But if you are a child of God, if you are a human being with any decency inside of you, no end could justify these means. So let's just talk a little bit about what we know. 
Now, the media blackouts and the 12-mile perimeter that the police put around this crime scene immediately should start raising alarm bells, right? They don't want the truth to get out. Not only that, they certainly did not want anybody assisting these people. We've heard all different types of eyewitness testimony of utility vehicles and police blocking the escape routes. We see all the cars that are left torched on the highway, literally melted cars on the highway, melted boats standing right next to palm trees that are completely untouched. Not only that, we've all seen the images where just magically certain properties were spared. Well, isn't that amazing? The death toll is continuing to rise. There are locals there who are reporting on all the missing people. And this, of course, debunked immediately the MSM's number, and they had to continually admit that they didn't know how many people have died. And certainly at this point, we don't even know if this is going to be a death toll that surmounts what happened on 9-11. So is this another Pearl Harbor? Is this an act of war that's not being recognized by the masses? Well, absolutely. This is fifth generational warfare. We just took a hit on the largest U.S. Space Force military installation in the country. But it turns out that this was not an isolated attack. It was not an attack with a single goal. And if we've learned anything about the enemy so far, we should know that when they go operation, they always have multiple different objectives. Not only that, they also prepare multiple different false narratives in order to confuse the masses. And they're doing that more and more now because they know the people are awake. And they know that the people aren't going to simply buy one narrative that the mainstream media puts out. So they have to put out multiple different false narratives in order to confuse people. And that's what this is really all about. It's about creating fog of war and confusion and wearing us down, wearing us down spiritually, emotionally, energetically, of course. And this is having a significant effect. We can all feel the battle fatigue. And it all has to do with the psychological warfare that we've been forced to endure throughout this entire process. But I digress. This operation was a massive cover-up right down to the local level. And this further highlights the extent of deep state infiltration and control of our law enforcement, to say nothing of our military. We know that the Maui police are controlled by the bureaucracy of that Democrat-controlled state, and they ran this operation in coordination, it looks like, with our external enemies. And it's very, very likely that the CCP was involved in this strike. We already know that they had satellites surveying the area just two days before. So it's clear that this was a directed energy weapons strike with multiple different objectives. But as it turns out, it's not simply a direct energy weapon that they use. They also had different elements at play. I'm told that there was human arson involved, that there was massive sabotage of the power lines, and that they used chemtrails. They sprayed just before the attack to amplify the effects of the dew. And in addition to that, I'm also told that 5G played a role in this attack as well. I'm going to break that down in some more detail. 
Now we've seen some of the videos, the transformers that exploded literally like bombs going off. Now what happened with the chemtrails, and I alluded to this in my conversation with Dr. Scott yesterday, is that they used aluminum and barium nanoparticles that can be exploded with directed radiation microwaves or direct energy weapons. And so basically what happened was they used this direct energy weapon in conjunction with 5G and the nanochemicals that they sprayed in the atmosphere to create a maximum devastating effect. I'm going to get to what that effect was in just a moment. And in addition to that, Hugh the Stormwriter put out some intel suggesting that hundreds of people died inside smart cars that exploded like bombs when they were activated by the directed energy weapon in conjunction with the 5G towers. And so what else do we know here? Well, certainly in this deep state operation, the police closed down all the roads. They barricaded them. They blocked people in, as I mentioned before, who were trying to escape. They used utility trucks to do it. The water was intentionally shut off by Kaylee O'Manuel, the water official who was put in place by none other than Barack Obama. So this individual was ordered not to release the water. The warning sirens were turned off throughout the city, throughout the island. We know that they worked because they had tested them before during a false alarm type situation, and they worked just fine. But somehow, when the real thing happens, curiously, there's this malfunction. And you can bet your bottom dollar that the elites on that island were warned well in advance, and they left the city, and their properties, as I mentioned, were left completely untouched with all of the other surrounding areas being absolutely scorched to the ground. And all you have to do is apply a modicum of common sense, even if you know nothing about directed energy weapons, that this is not how fire spreads and that these anomalies simply don't make sense. And I pray to God that the individuals out there who are still getting their information from the mainstream media are beginning to connect those dots. Now, it's also come out that just two weeks before the fire, the deep state democratic-controlled government in Hawaii was in talks with the World Economic Forum and people from the Gates Foundation to create an agreement to build these 15-minute smart cities. All of us have heard about this. Now, for over 12 years, for over a dozen years, the locals there, the residents have been fighting back. They have refused to sell their land to these elites, to the UN, to anyone who wants to purchase this property because it's the second most expensive real estate in the world. Oprah's purchased a massive amount of property there. I think she owns, gosh, I forgot how many thousands of acres. I think it's at least a few thousand acres. I could be wrong about the number there, but certainly the massive amount of property. But this just serves to highlight the fact that this real estate is the most sought after in the world. And so I don't think that we can necessarily dismiss this whole idea of a land grab. While I don't believe for a second that was the primary objective, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, the cabal always has multiple different objectives so that they can use those different objectives to create different narratives that include both information and disinformation to confuse the hell out of all of us. 
But if you understand that simple principle that when they do something like this, when they decide to pull the trigger, it's never one simple goal. Sure, there's one that's primary, the most important, but there are several others. So I, I don't believe that the land necessarily was the primary objective. I do believe that ultimately it was to inflict as much damage as they could on the United States Space Force. But there were also other objectives as well that I'm going to talk about in just a moment. So the second most expensive real estate in the world, my understanding is that London, I think, is the only part of the world that has real estate that's more sought after. This is number two. So you've got Oprah, I mentioned, Bill Gates. You've got Zuckerberg, of course. You've got BlackRock and Vanguard, all the usual suspects, these billionaires trying to encroach on this land. The natives are pushing back and saying, hell no, we're not selling it. And now that this false flag has happened, already we're seeing Bill Gates, the actor playing Bill Gates, perhaps, yes. But Bill Gates is in the news in talks to build high rises. And of course, Oprah is also there talking about donating billions with her investors, Zuckerberg, has already deployed all of his goons to, to scoop up all of these burnt houses at a fraction of what they're actually worth from these people who have been left with absolutely nothing. And you know what? It really does get emotional when you start to wrap your brain around the horror of this situation and the vultures come out right on cue. It just goes to show you how evil these people are, how they have zero empathy and you've got the mainstream media reporting it like it's normal, like they're, they're like they're coming to the rescue. It's just sickening. And I haven't even gotten to the whole child sacrifice aspect, but we'll get there. And again, are these all actors like Oprah and Gates and Zuckerberg? Yes, I believe so. Have the originals been taken out? I believe so. I think there's plenty of evidence to support that. But you've also heard Ben Fulford talk about the fact that these people, people like Oprah, people like Zuckerberg, people like Bill Gates, people like Joe Biden, even people like Donald Trump are characters that can be played by other actors. Uh, but I don't want to digress too far into that. I, do, I only bring that up because every single time I mention Bill Gates or anyone else that's high profile that we believe has already been taken out behind the scenes, I get a whole bunch of comments with people telling me that they're, they've already been taken out behind the scenes. I'm reporting what's being put out there by the mainstream media. Now, are the White Hats pulling the strings behind the scenes of mainstream media at this point? I absolutely believe so. And I've broken that down as well. But let's stay focused here. We're also hearing reports that donations to help these people are being blocked by the social media giants, like Zuckerberg. And all the networks, and even Tulsi Gabbard has announced that she personally visited Lahaina, and there is no help, there's no Red Cross, there's no government aid, nothing is actually occurring. Now, at this point, are we starting to see some of the wheels turn very slowly, 13 days after the fire when fake Biden finally shows up and there's this mounting outrage? Yes. But initially, these people were left completely and utterly abandoned after being attacked in a very sophisticated and coordinated fashion by the deep state. And do I believe it raises the question about 
the extent to which the deep state can continue to pull off these types of attacks, these fifth generational attacks against us? Absolutely. I think there's a very important conversation to be had there about whether or not the White Hats are actually in a position to stop these future attacks once they occur. Now, I do believe that we are at war and the nature of war is always going to include some unpredictable elements. I believe that the White Hats, and I've had this corroborated by different individuals that I've spoken to, the White Hats have thwarted many, many more attacks than we even know of. And there is reason to believe that they knew there was at least a possibility that the deep state was going to strike Maui. But the question is, could they have actually prevented it the way that they have prevented others from happening? And my contention is, and this is supported by other individuals out there as well who are breaking this event down, is that the White Hats tried but were unable to prevent this attack from happening. And I do believe that we have to stop for a moment and appreciate that that simply is the nature of warfare. They don't always know where the enemy is going to strike, or even if they know where, they don't necessarily know when. And it goes back to my opening comments in the show tonight. Would the Alliance ever perpetrate an attack like this? The answer is unequivocally no. And would they ever allow an attack like this to happen without at least attempting to stop it? The answer to that also is no. But from what I've heard, despite their best efforts, they were unable to prevent this attack from occurring. Now, there are probably going to be more details that are going to come out. There always are that are going to give us a better understanding of what actually occurred. Who knows when those details are going to come? Maybe they'll be in the history books years from now. Maybe in the next few weeks, we'll get more answers. But right now, I think it's important to understand that the White Hats, despite knowing that this attack was very likely, and Q the Stormwriter put out some intel suggesting that they moved all of their important computers out of there. They moved all of their important infrastructure and left dummy infrastructure there in case there was a strike at this location. And so people hear that and they say, okay, well, if they knew the strike was coming, why didn't they stop? Because they couldn't. They're not able to prevent every single attack. And I understand that people really get upset when they hear that the White Hats are in control, that this is a pantomime, and then they see the deep state carry out this massive devastation. And it's so important to understand that there is an element of pantomime, but there is also the very real kinetic realities of war. And I've explained this many, many times. The White Hats are doing every single thing they can do in order to mitigate the loss of life. But that doesn't mean that the deep state after amassing all of this power and all this technology and infiltrating every level of our society, right down to the local level, like I mentioned, so that they control a local police force, there's no way to prevent an enemy like that from inflicting any damage or loss of life. It simply is not going to happen. And so while we'd all like to believe that the White Hats could have intervened, should have intervened, I'm here to tell you, folks, they did. They tried, but they were not able to stop this from happening. And when we get more of the details about why, we'll certainly break those down. 
But for all the reasons that I addressed earlier, we have to remind ourselves that we are dealing with ruthless evil here. And we have to draw the line and remind ourselves what the difference is between good and evil and ask ourselves those very basic questions about whether or not the alliance would allow something like this to happen without making an effort, without doing everything they possibly could to try to prevent it. The answer, as far as I'm concerned, is fairly obvious. Now, getting back to the attack itself and the nano that was sprayed in the air in these chemtrails, these are some of the same ingredients that are used in the COVID jab. They carry aluminum, they carry barium. And so individuals who got the jab, when they were hit with this directed energy weapon and the 5G towers were turned on, they basically exploded. The way Q the Stormwriter described it, it was like putting aluminum foil or a fork inside of a microwave and seeing the sparks and the explosion. Now, we've seen the video of that. I've seen several different examples so far. But this is actually what happened inside the bodies of these victims. You can't even describe how excruciating something like that is, how evil, how awful. And Stormrider went on to explain that part of the multi-objective operation here, one of the objectives was a beta test to see the full effects of 5G and also to use the directed energy weapons and the 5G in conjunction to create these electric bombs that went off. We saw the transformers exploding. They looked like lightning bolts going everywhere. And of course, like I said, the directed energy weapons activated the nano that was sprayed in the atmosphere, the same nano that people are mainlining into their arms with a jab, and it's exploding inside of their body. So they were beta testing this weapon system. And he also mentioned the explosion of smart cars on a massive level as well. This was also a beta test to see if they could use these vehicles as bombs in conjunction with these other attack vectors. Absolutely sickening. And so now we know even more about the capabilities of 5G and how it interacts with these different attack vectors that I just described. All of these dots connect, folks. It's absolutely incredible. This is why Putin shut off his 5G towers. And I'm told actually went a step further and destroyed them all because he knew that a potential attack like this could have the devastating effect that we have witnessed in Lahaina. And by the way, this is an industrial area full of working class people, poorer people. These are the very same folks that I just described a little bit earlier who refuse to sell their land. And my heart absolutely breaks for what I'm about to describe, which is the missing children. Now, the last I heard, it was somewhere around 1,500 missing children. And certainly, the fact that they let these children out of school and they blocked their parents from getting to them raises a whole bunch of questions as well. Were they actually abducted? Was this cover for a massive human trafficking operation at the same time? Like I said, multiple different objectives here. But these children, if they didn't perish in that fire, it's very likely, I mentioned before, that Maui and really the entire Hawaiian Islands, this is a major trafficking port. And individuals like Oprah have bought up massive 
swaths of land there, it raises these questions. And until we get more answers, until bodies have actually been identified, we're going to have to continually probe that angle. But one thing is for sure, the devastation and the death is far beyond what's being reported out there in the mainstream media, and in many cases, far beyond what's even being reported in alternative media. And we've also found out that the UN is already in the works of trying to build a UN base nearby with a bunch of high rises and hotels. So there we go back to the land grab angle as well. And again, all of these things are interrelated. Now let's talk a little bit about the corruption at Maui PD. It turns out that there have been hundreds of human trafficking cases that were presented to the local and state police departments and none of these cases actually went anywhere. And there was only one prosecution amongst hundreds and hundreds of cases. And the reason for that, as we know, is that the deep state, primarily under Obama, working with the CIA, installed a whole network of puppets. And what these puppets did, what they were paid to do, was to overlook and to bury all of these cases about human trafficking and pedophilia rings, by the way, the two really go hand in hand, that are scattered all throughout the islands, much in the same way Epstein Island is not the only island down in the Caribbean area. There are multiple. And it turns out that fake Biden actually owned one of the biggest ones. And Hawaii is no different. It's the base between Australia, Taiwan, China, and California. And so this is a massive human trafficking hub through the second most expensive real estate in the entire world. It raises a whole bunch of interesting questions, doesn't it? So this was a multi-pronged, multi-objective attack on Lahaina to test weapons, to test explosive devices on a mass scale, to destroy the city and scoop it all up in a land grab. And also very likely because the alliance is in its final phases before the EAS, and I truly do believe that is the case, and the deep state knows the walls are closing in on them, I believe that one of the objectives was also to destroy a lot of their own infrastructure, a lot of their own tunnels. And certainly they could use directed energy weapons to do that, to hide the evidence. Perhaps if it's true that they abducted these children, Maybe they took them through these tunnels and destroyed them after the fact. It's certainly very possible, especially with all of the whistleblowers coming forward who are slated to expose exactly what's going on in these areas. So does it make sense they would want to wipe down the counters with bleach, so to speak? Absolutely. But I do think it's very likely, folks, that they wanted to cover their tracks because they know that the end is near. So this is an incredibly, incredibly complex situation that we've got going on here. We've got the mayor of Maui, this evil bastard, Richard Bisson, who says he doesn't know how many children are missing. And the people are responding, saying, you're a disaster. This is a disgrace. But I guess the one silver lining here, folks, is that people out there who are in the process of waking up, who are trying to convince themselves that all of the things that we've been telling them all along about human trafficking and pedophilia and all of these evils, they're starting to connect the dots between these missing children that nobody seems to care about locating and all of the other missing people, all the other missing children. 
How about Biden's health and human services that's lost over 85,000 migrant children? Where did they go? People are starting to ask these questions. And so I do believe that it's having the positive effect of prompting people to wake up and to realize not only that the mainstream media and the establishment and the government is lying to them at every turn, but that we have a real epidemic of child trafficking and pedophilia that needs to be dealt with. And it's preparing the country and the entire world for what needs to happen, for what Trump told us needs to be done. Are we getting close to that pause moment? It's very likely, folks. You heard Dr. Scott break it down last night, September 12th of 2023, Executive Order 13848 expires. And with it, all the wide-ranging information that's been gathered up in the process that was deliberately put in place by Trump during his first term. Why? So that it could just expire and vanish and evaporate into the wind? All of the evidence about election fraud, the whole military sting operation, and of course, we have the BRICS summit that's going on, and it's playing out exactly like Jim Willie thought it would in terms of the lack of real juicy information about what they plan on doing, whether it's a currency, whether it's a gold token, and I happen to believe that Jim is correct, that it will be a token. But regardless, folks, we've got these major events that are happening. The walls are closing in on the cabal financially. They're closing in on them militarily. And yes, they still have the ability to strike us and to cause massive chaos and destruction. That's why we are in a war. But I do believe that at this stage of the game, now that the deep state has laid down all their cards in terms of indicting Trump, and now this Pearl Harbor level, 9-11 level, false flag attack it's incumbent upon the White Hats to make their move. And when you look at all the different puzzle pieces that are converging at this very moment, it seems very likely that in the next few weeks, as Dr. Scott said, we could see military intervention. We could see the EAS. And by God, I pray in Jesus' name that that actually occurs. Because with every passing day, more and more people Innocent people, good, decent people are still vulnerable to these types of horrific attacks that we saw in Maui. And so I do believe that it's time for the White Hats to make a very decisive move. And we know that Trump is going to be on with Tucker Carlson tonight. He's talked a lot about that. He's really building up the expectation. We know that Trump does that a lot of the time for tactical reasons. So we never really know what exactly we're going to be in for, but it's certainly something worth watching. I'm going to be glued to it tonight. And as soon as I get more information, as soon as more information comes out, I'll be right back here to share it with all of you. So hopefully you folks enjoyed this podcast. Do me a favor and let me know in the comments. Please take a minute to hit that like button if you did. And please check out the links in the description if you are interested in supporting my work. Right now, I can't accept donations for reasons that I explained on previous shows. But if you'd like to support my vision, you can do so by clicking on patriotunderground.shop and pick up an item or two at my merch store. Folks who have done so, God bless you and thank you for all of the positive feedback. These are high quality items, very affordably priced. It helps me out quite a bit. And also folks, make sure you check out Patriot Underground Gold. 
and PatriotUndergroundSilver.com. You can click on either one of those links, and my team will contact you after you fill out some brief information and explain to you how easy it is to roll over your 401k and your IRA into precious metals. I mentioned bricks a moment ago, folks. The minute they come out and say that 85 plus percent of the world's GDP is now completely de-dollarized and we are functioning within a system backed by gold and precious metals, gold is going to skyrocket, folks. I'm not a financial forecaster. I'm not a financial analyst, but I do have common sense in terms of supply and demand. And we also know historically that gold and silver are always safe harbors during tumultuous times. And I think we can all agree that we are in tumultuous times. And when the fall hits, the banking crisis is set to accelerate. Mark my words, folks. Now is the time to make these moves. Patriot Underground Gold or PatriotUndergroundSilver.com. And on the silver link, you can qualify depending upon the nature of your account for up to $10,000 in free silver. This is an absolutely incredible deal, an incredible perk if you act now, because this is not going to last forever, folks. The window of opportunity is closing as we get closer and closer to the precipice of destruction. We're in a near-death experience right now. I do believe things are going to get worse before they get better. But ultimately, we're all going to come out of this and enter into a golden age. I believe that with every fiber of my being. And finally tonight, folks, before I leave you, I want to remind everybody to check out the links in the description for purchasing your household and your personal products from a Patriot company and your beef as well. There are two separate links in the description of the video. This is the best beef that I've ever tasted in my life. And it's also the cheapest out of all the other competitors there who are offering folks farm to table, grass fed, premium beef with no hormones, no antibiotics, no mRNA injections. This is the best steak, the best beef that you're going to find, folks. So click on those links. It's up to us to start building this parallel economy and to reallocate all of our financial resources wherever we can to companies and to individuals who are aligned with us in this war. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. I'll be back soon with another report. God bless and Godspeed. Patriot out.